Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name is David Brown and today I've been talking to Pauline Chakmakjian. Uh, she's a well, she's a regular guest actually. She's been on a few times and she came on again and we talked about people again. Uh, she had a few questions that she wanted to pose and had explored things like, you know, why people just do what they're told. Why do people wear masks? just because they're told to? Is it because of fear or just the fact that they've been conditioned to do that? Um, so an interesting conversation. I'm not going to rattle on too much. I'll let you get on and have a listen. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and all that. Remember to subscribe and all that. Um, I'll leave you to get on with it uh, before the podcast starts. You'll hear the, the Patreon bit. So anyway, I'll catch you briefly at the end. Bye. I've just added this little bit in because I wanted to talk to you about Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a website that allows people who produce content to monetize what they do. Now, I've been doing this podcast for four years now. It's always been free. It's still going to be free. But Patreon.com enables me to, to allow people to contribute financially to the podcast. So a bit of income for me and actually more importantly, a bit of an opportunity to invest in my podcast in some equipment to make it sound nicer, all that kind of thing. Um, I'd like to develop my podcast further. It's come a long way in those four years. And well, assuming that people like it, which I think they do, I've had some good feedback. So in order to continue and improve, you might want to go on to patreon.com forward slash bullshit detective and you can make a donation. You can make a monthly donation, 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 which would be a price of a cup of coffee or a beer or a packet of sweets or some broccoli from the supermarket, that kind of thing. It's up to you. Uh, no pressure. If you don't want to, that's fine. You can carry on getting your podcast. If you want to contribute, you can support the podcast so that everyone can have a podcast. But anyway, enough said. Patreon.com forward slash bullshit detective. I will let you now get on with the podcast and stop bothering you about money. Cheers now. Pauline, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hoping this is going to work okay. I'm, I'm only on a 4G connection today. Oh, okay. It seems to be fine. It seems to be quite nice and clear, actually. Might have yeah. Better than the Wi-Fi that I was using before. Yeah, the the one we did before, I uh, I couldn't hear you as well, actually. Okay, so this is a an improvement when I thought it wouldn't be. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's actually you're more clear on this one. Okay, that's good. So, um, well, I suppose just to to really, <laughs> um, yeah, with with some points that we kind of well, yeah, we kind of agreed, didn't we? We'll talk yes. about these things. Um, so I don't know, shall I just go through them? Oh, yes, so go ahead, please. Start, yes. start with number one and we'll see where it goes. Yes. <laughs> um, right. So um, why do people precisely wear a mask? Is it fear of catching something or more to do with authority and following rules, orders or fear of authority and the consequences like in kindergarten? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, obviously, there is a fear factor, but I don't know where the fear, um, which direction the fear comes from. Is it actually in reality catching something that is very similar to the flu or the cold for the vast majority of people globally? Yeah. Or, and, and it has a 99.6% survival rate, right? We all know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is it actually the fear of catching something that's blown out of proportion on the media to make it look like it's something like the plague? Or is it more simple than that? Is it just the fact that they don't want to be the odd one out or they're just doing as their parent? You know, you, you, you're brought up to be obedient to authority, whether that's through religion, organized religion, or through family ethics, uh, being obedient to your parents. And then that extends into the educational system, which just carries that forward. So um, the, the puzzling thing is here, it's very hot. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles still. So yeah. it's very hot here. And I still see people wearing masks in the car when they're driving alone. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, we all know that, uh, I mean, even if you don't have a legal background, <laughs> that a mandate is different from a law. Yes. So uh, a mandate is it's, it's from a figure of authority that says, we advise that you do this. We advise yes. that you do X. But it's technically not a law. So um, wh what is going on inside the mind of someone, if there is any thought in the first place, where the precise wording, I believe, is we advise that you wear a mask in all circumstances outside your home. Yeah. So uh, there is no logic in wearing a mask on your own in the car if you're by yourself, because you're not going to catch anything that way unless the person believes that this COVID thing is in the air constantly, which then doesn't make any sense because the same air is circulating in your house. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think people people just don't really bother to understand or don't understand in the first place. I mean, I I, I wear a mask if I go in a shop yeah that's pretty much it I mean I'm you know and and my reason for that personally is not that I'm concerned that I'm going to catch something it's mm -hmm. just that I can't be asked to conversations about not wearing yes. a mask I do it just to just to reduce the amount of trouble I might get from people yeah or somebody and that, and who's on a, really. yeah somebody who's on a low wage who has some sense of power now you know, uh, they just want to fight because they're in a boring job. They have to stand there all day and their only chance at getting off is basically to annoy somebody who's just going to go in and get some milk or something. <laughs> well, and I think that there's also those, you know, people, people may be fearful themselves of yeah. whatever they're fearful of. So, so I think, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's, there's any one answer to this, really. It, it will what be is your many, feeling many that things. the... What is your gut feeling that the fear is actually of? Or did they just get used to the the procedure of putting a mask on so it's just easier to put it on in the car so you don't have to put it on later until you get to the building that you need to get to? Is it just procedural? Is it routine-oriented right. behavior? Well, I, I mean, it's not, it's not like... It, it doesn't take long to put a mask on, does it? So it's not like you, you're going to have to sort of spend half an hour getting ready before you leave the house to save yourself doing it when you pop into the shop. Um, I, I, I think, I don't know, I, it is, 
is that people are fearful of something that they don't understand. So the, the, the size of the problem, and yes, this is a global thing, but as you say, you know, the survival rate is fairly high. Um, mm -hmm. I've never been overly concerned about catching it. I'm healthy. As, yes. as, far, as far as I know, I have no underlying health conditions that are going to cause me any any particular yes. problem. So um, certainly in the early and days... And the vast oh, majority the vast majority of deaths were due to some comorbidity. It just conceals yes. that fact. And then they put on the death certificate that the person died of COVID, uh, which is not technically very accurate, actually. No, um, I mean... And, and, but and, you, I mean, in I, order to make this story, in order to make this drama go, you know, <laughs> you need this, right? Well, yeah, so, so, so the... You know the, the the media build this up into into something because it it sells newspapers or advertising or, or however they make make their money, and then that mm. sort of I don't know that, I think that that then drives the 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 powers that be into a bit of a frenzy because they they they're they're terrified of being caught out by it yeah. and being seen and, to be the bad guys. Um, and some people are genuinely frightened because I, I don't watch television. I don't I get clips from YouTube or from the Internet of the major, you know, BBC News or whatever. And I get uh, just to be updated on what's going on. But if you sat there and looked at the television constantly, um, you think that there was the plague going on. I mean, they really exaggerate things and uh, they, sh they show scenes of people. I mean, death has been going on. Serious illnesses and conditions have been going on. You don't want to see somebody die of cancer. That's something you don't want to see because they no. get very skeletal. That is frightening. Yeah. And it's amazing how much drama was put on this for over a year. And cancer research has been going on for over 30 years and yeah. nothing's, no, no miracle drug or vaccine has happened for that. That's what I find very peculiar. Um, and that's one of the more frightening things if you've ever seen somebody have cancer. Uh, that, that is really awful. Um, but this is just, they're showing somebody with a ventilator gasping for breath. Um, so it's just what is whatever is in your face, I guess, whatever the death clock is in your face. If they put a death clock on people dying of cancer every day, I'm sure the attention would go to that. And yes. people would eat more healthily. It wouldn't be so much about breathing or it'd be something else. It'd be the diet. You know what well, I mean? We, we, we've become... So what will happen is, you know, depending on how this all, all plays out, but even now, people are now more used to it. Therefore, mm. it's not not so big of a deal but um you know went from went from all the the fear around you know the covid itself and now it's all about the vaccines i mean there's a there's a news, newspaper um the daily mail in the uk yes mm -hmm. which is which is not a great paper let's say it's sensationalist it's, a, it's, it's sensationalist, sensationalist very ranty um yeah. so there was an article in that about a guy a 27 year old guy who had had the, um, well, whichever vaccine it was, and a week later he'd completely gone to Now, now the was story it, was... Was it blood clots? Well, this, this is the point. The, the, the story in the newspaper was basically saying that his family blamed the vaccine, but mm -hmm. they, hadn't, they hadn't yet done an autopsy. Right. <laughs> so they didn't actually know how he... Um, yeah. The point here is that yeah, perfectly healthy before, but whether he whether it was the vaccine or not that caused it, they don't know that. But they're they're presenting yeah. this in the newspaper as if as if it's connected. 
Hmm. Well, if he had no problems before and it happened shortly afterwards, then there could be an argument that it very likely is that, because that's the only well, change in his... You just don't know, do you? Because... Yeah. Yet, condition, you know, people do, don't they? People have heart conditions, people have things in their brains that, that are just kind of waiting to... Monday. Um, well, generally, the, the instructions in the vaccine before you take it, they give you a paper instruction. And it does say because they're trying to track the reactions because they don't even know. R remember, this is a this is a clinical trial in many respects. OK, yes. so they don't even know. They'll say uh, certain reactions. You should expect to experience them within a few hours or 48 hours at most. So that they're saying that um, they're yeah. saying if there's going to be an adverse reaction or a very serious reaction, then it would occur within a short span of time after receiving the injection. Yeah. yeah I, I know some people have had it and um, going, you have your vaccination and they say to wait for 15 minutes before you, yes. you know, if you're in your card. So what yes. they're saying is, that, you know, a very serious reaction will happen very quickly. Um, yeah, it's that and, anaphylactic. And beyond that, you you might feel a bit ill for a few days, and 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 then yeah. off you go. I mean, do do you wear a mask when you go to public places? Um, well, I'm in California at the moment, so uh, each store is actually different. Um, so in most places, uh, it's it's advised or required that you wear a face covering. So some people wear shields, and some people wear masks, and some people wear both. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we normally wear one. It's up to the manager to enforce it or to not enforce it. And because uh, Los Angeles is, well, California is in different counties. So there are some rebel cities. There are some rebel counties um, who it's basically up to the middle person. You see, there's this mandate from the officials in the state. And then it's up to the person who is the manager of, a, of an establishment whether to enforce it or not. Yeah. Um, because it is a mandate. Uh, so um, in most places, you just do it uh, because just like you, I don't want to have the hassle. I don't want to have the discussion. Um, but it technically is not it's not a focus of discussion anymore. Not since, you know, Biden's 100th, uh, 100th day because he's reached his goal. Yeah. And uh, actually, if you if you have perspective, if you look at it in terms of a numbers game, it, there's what 7.7 .7 billion people on the earth right now, right? Yeah. It might be 7.8. I don't know, but uh, a very small number are vaccinated, and this seems to be concentrated in the United Kingdom and the United States. Yeah. So uh, the dosage, uh, people sometimes don't know how to read data. It's over a billion doses. Remember, some of the vaccines require two doses. Yep. Some people have already had a third booster jab. Uh, I, I don't know whether that's, it's not required. I don't know whether it's out of fear still, or they're still fright. They want reassurance, um, but that's going on. And then some of the vaccines, as you know, only require one dose. Uh, I believe it's um, AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson. So Johnson and Johnson was having this um, issue about very rare blood clot reaction. Yep. And uh, then they recalled it and then they put it back and and then they said, well, you're aware of the risk, so you decide whether. It's a little bit different in the UK. I was told by friends that you don't pick which vaccine you want. You get the appointment and then you're given what is whatever is available, right? Yes, basically, yeah. Yeah, so here there are so many places where you can get it. You can get it at the grocery store. You can get it at the, our equivalent of Boots is CVS. 
Um, So you can make an appointment there. There is a place to get it every five miles, within five miles. So... um, so uh, it, it's not a you can find out which one they're administering from the staff there. And if you want Pfizer, you can go get the Pfizer if you want. You, you'll just I mean, you can pick yeah. basically you know, if you if you want to do your homework and you want a particular vaccine. Yeah. Um, and then I think the drama is there the, just from an artistic entertainment point of view, because this is a medical drama that they're making out to be. Um just from a creative point of view, the fear factor has gone down. I don't know whether that has to do with the vaccine acceleration or the fact that the weather is getting better, but the fear has gone. There is a continuity issue where if people haven't been sick for over a year, people are arguing, well, what's the point of getting the vaccine now? If you haven't been sick all year, why do you, why do you need this injection? That is yeah. the issue. Um, so the, the mask, uh, some of the states here I don't know what the situation currently is in the UK. I guess all restrictions get lifted June 21st, two days after Boris's yes. birthday. Um, yeah. And uh, it's case in the states in America now where several states are banning the mask mandate. So uh, it's just going to domino eventually. Uh, so that's where we're at at the moment. Now, this thing about compliance and obedience, I think the, the second point we were going to cover if you want to move on to that or if you want to stay on this i don't know no, i'm happy to just go with the flow as you, you know, know the, the thing <laughs> is everybody everybody you know how it is on linkedin everybody there, there are these groups that oh don't be cheap they're calling people sheeple and that's true okay yeah. people are just mindlessly uh, uh, complying because they they don't have the time they're on a hamster wheel and they're distracted by other things they have all these apps they have this little toy now called a mobile phone that yep. keeps them distracted all day. It's got bells and whistles and lights and things flash, just like at a casino. And it keeps their mind occupied with noise, with junk. So they don't have time to sit and think quietly. Why am I doing what I'm doing? It's just the TV told me to and the doctor on the television told me to. It's literally like one of, those, one of those toy telephones that you buy a baby, isn't it? Yes. And you can put Hannibal Lecter. I mean, I, I do funny, I do satirical posts about it, but I swear to God, I think you can put Hannibal Lecter on there and he'll say, put this mask on, you know, for the crazy people. And then people will do it. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm the thing I did a post on, which kind of, I like to play devil's advocate sometimes. That's why I, I, I don't know why people get in arguments on social media where it's your way or the highway. You have to look at things from many different uh, ways of looking at something, many different perspectives. Yeah. And I like yeah. doing that because I like to see the reaction um, because there's not one way to look at something. Okay, yes, people are sheeple because they're blindly being compliant to things that don't make really that much sense. Um, but would society work if everybody thought on their own? Which is an interesting one. I've, I've thought about that and <laughs> I've struggled to, to to get my head around it. I mean, the fact is that we're, you know, the education system, education systems generally don't don't teach people critical thinking. They don't, you know, I think just the concept of 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 taking the opposing view to what you currently think yourself is a useful thing to be able to do. You know, mm-hmm. just try just try it on for science. What if what if you know what if the reality is the opposite of what I actually think? Um, so mm-hmm. so I like to do the same. I like to play devil's advocate. So so you know a lot of 
a lot of my content isn't me stating my opinion despite mm. that's, you know a lot of people think i am i'm not i'm just no, you're I'm, not. I'm, just, I'm just i'm just stating an opinion <laughs> that i've decided to state yeah. and then people could do whatever they want with that or um, you're mimicking or you're making you're mocking a particular coach on linkedin yes i'm just i having, get a feeling yeah. you're doing that quite a bit well no i, I think there's, there's it's a it's sort of generically groups of people um, yes, I suppose I might sometimes have an individual. Well, you're on the you're on the 1997 course now, right? The one you're going to charge yes. 1,090. <laughs> so obviously yeah. somebody's doing that. Well, no, I mean that, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fairly generic thing that people do. It's the it's the the price that ends in seven, um, because people are more like apparently psychologically. Oh, more is likely. it? Is it? Is that in? Uh, because in America, it's always uh, 99. It's just under. It's always three ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Well, yeah. Like I mean, I, th I think that's typical because it makes it look cheaper. But apparently, I, I don't know. I assume there's been some kind of study done at some point where <laughs> if you if you end it in seven, they're more they're even more likely to buy. I, I don't know. I don't know how true that is. But, well, but what, we... what, the, what these people do, they they use a lot of kind of you know, I don't know, psychological tricks to mm. to to convince people to buy. So it's the it's you know they create scarcity. They you know, it's like buy now for this price or it goes up on such and such a date to get people to to, to commit to buying something that is actually, it's an online product pre-recorded. So it's sort of irrelevant when you buy it, really. You don't get any more or less, more or less for your money, regardless of what you pay. And of course, we have a lot of Asian communities here in Southern California. We have uh, Koreatown, we have Little Tokyo, we have the Chinese in Temple City and cities like that where it's the, I think I left a comment on one of your posts where you, you end things in eight with them because that's lucky, buzz well, yep. number eight. Um, so it depends on the culture as well, what is considered a, an auspicious or an inauspicious numerical sequence. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's playing on their conditioning though, isn't it? Yes. They've been, they've been led to believe that eight is lucky. Yes. <laughs> Um, so they're more likely to buy something if it ends in eight, which is which is yeah. crazy. I mean, why so, why this? Well, I don't know why. I suppose well, typically seven is a lucky number, isn't it? In Western culture, is that fair to say? I, it probably comes from religion, from the Christian religion, where three and seven are yeah. um, well biblical or religiously important. Yep. Um, and then in Asia, it's three and eight. People will actually pay more. Uh, to have a mobile phone or a license plate number with as many threes and eights as possible because of the way the characters appear. Um, yeah. It's it, And similarly, on the other side, four and nine are to be avoided because the character, uh, the sound is the same. Character is different, but the sound is the same as death and pain in China and Japan. Uh, so she, she can be four or it can be death. Um, yeah. So, or ku can be nine, or it can be pain. So, a lot of hospitals. I don't know how how much this is the case now in Japan. In more rural areas, will not have a hospital floor with a fourth or a ninth floor in it. Right. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. So, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, to go back to the business about um, would society work, we want the ideal is we don't want people to be trapped in a conditioning. Uh, 
isn't that the basis of all this, calling people sheeple, don't do as you're told. We want people to be free to express their own opinions if they have any. Uh, yeah. But the, the, the obverse is, is that a lot of people don't. Uh, I told you, I think one time that I, I attended a Montessori school between the ages of four and 11. Yeah. And Montessori is great. I, I'm fine because I'm an only child and I'm creative and I'm artistic and I'm a self-motivated self-starter. I like to start my own projects. Yeah. That's great for that kind of a person. But for a lot of people, Montessori actually doesn't work because uh, a lot of people do need structure. They do need to be, uh, they do need to be told what to do. Uh, and that's, I would say, I would argue that's unfortunately the vast majority of people. It's like the military, military won't work if every soldier has an opinion on how to do things. So sure. I think, did you see that very bad film with Matt? I did a post with Matthew McConaughey when, when he was in Tropic Thunder, but he did, he was the commander in U-571, the thing about the U-boats where the characters yeah. were actually supposed to be British, but they were all American for some reason. I guess they funded the yeah. film. But um, he, I think there's one scene in that where one of the uh, subordinate, uh, just the, one of the subordinate people in the submarine uh, argued with him and he punched him at the gun deck and he said, this isn't a goddamn democracy because yes. it doesn't work that way if you disobey your commanding officer. It just wouldn't work. Uh, you'll lose a, a battle or a war. So is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing overall in the end? Um, because you have all these organizations like the Ayn Rand Institute, you have the Objective Standards Institute, you have all these people who are free thinking and they want people to be free, free thinking, but it doesn't, ideally, it doesn't work that way. People are fundamentally emotional. They, they operate on emotion. It's not as though if all of a sudden we got rid of authority or religious organizations that and taught people how to think logically and rationally, that somehow everything's going to be a Disney land and the happiest place on earth it doesn't work that way well, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah i mean I, I think what would happen is we'd end up in the same place we are now yeah i think we just you know if you if you stripped all that stuff away <laughs> eventually it would work itself back into a, a similar kind of situation where people would 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 take advantage of whatever they could to, to better things for themselves you, you you'd have a different mix of people and then you'd end up with the people who 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 do their bidding I mean, um, you can you can cloak it as much as you want. Look, look at what we're talking about. We're following the science. This is what the chief, their kind of chief medical officer, chief scientific officer, and it's all a little bit of bullshit. I mean, it was all showing these graphs and things like that, blowing things out of proportion. You can conceal it with rationality and science, but at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense if you're following it very carefully. No, but people don't because people are. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if lazy's fair. I mean, I, I don't think people even even sometimes know how to challenge things, particularly when it comes to science. I mean, if you haven't had a a sort of scientific background, I mean, I, my, my my background's you know engineering in my career mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. until a few years ago. So so I I learned to think logically. I learned to problem solve. I learned yeah. to look for for root cause and those kind of things. So so I have some experience in my life that enables me to. I hope look look a bit more objectively at things. And then you um, have this situation where people are thinking on their own, but they conceal it to themselves because they don't want to be look out of place or uh, start an like like what we said. We don't want to hassle. There there could be introverted people who just don't want to. It's just not worth the hassle. Well, it's kind of frowned upon, isn't it? I mean, if you if you do think differently and and 
and suggest new ideas and, and this has happened to me you know throughout yeah. my career even you're you not going to be very popular <laughs> no you suggest something that's a bit a bit off the wall and and people treat you like you're some kind of madman and do you know why i've i've had that many many times and it's because then the group has to do some work and people don't want to do work they don't want to do anything differently because then it's more work um, and then they have to think and it, it, they're in a comfort zone and it's nice and warm there. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, all these dubs we have in the garden. Now they sit in their nest of turds and it's nice and warm and cozy <laughs> yeah. and you don't want to leave, you know, that's the kind of thing. So maybe that is it. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, again, if people, if people do what they're told, they, they don't have to take any responsibility, which I think is is probably another one of the points further. Yeah, that was point four, actually, oh, yes, wasn't it? Yes, that's that's the one you mentioned. They don't want to. So, so again, it's like you know, if if they if they wear their masks and keep away from each other and have a vaccine and blah 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 and do do all the things they're told to do, then they can blame somebody else for uh, whatever happens. Uh, but you can't now because they they're very cautious with this. They said you can't sue. You can't sue them. Oh, oh no! But I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about about suing necessarily. I'm just talking about you know in their heads, it's not their fault. It's not, oh, I mentally, it's I, not their I, fault. I did everything I was told to yeah, do, yeah. and it didn't yes. quite work out. Yes, <laughs> that's that's with everything, isn't it? Though it's uh, that's why most people are employed by someone else as opposed to having the balls to become self-employed, yeah, or start their own business. You know, everybody's talking about how it's so easy to start your own, but it, it isn't. It's a lot of work. Yes. And um, it, the big thing here is now this minimum wage argument about raising the minimum wage to $15. Um, and what you're going to find when that happens is that nobody's going to be employing anybody. And this is going to be the case the, more, the, the sooner the robots come out or more automation comes out. And I'm wondering what all these people are going to do with themselves. Well, you know, and, and, and sort of arguably that, you know, automation is about reducing costs, isn't it? Yes. Um, so so part of that reduction in cost is going to be to stave off the, you know, the, the, the further increases in the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's not as simple as just saying, you know, there are lots of people who aren't really earning much money. Let's make sure they earn some more. That's, that's presumably just in part at least is going to drive yeah. these large businesses to automate more. Yes, because the person in charge making the decisions, um, I, I don't know if you listen to Biden's speech, but um, he's trying to, I, I don't think it was divisive. I mean, obviously somebody else writes it and he just reads it off. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think it was the same, you know, as George Carlin says, it's the same stuff they churn out every four years. You, you know, it, yeah. it could be it could be somebody else saying the speech. It's just the speech. It's to stroke. It, so everybody gets stroked, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but, uh, Biden said something like, well, it's the middle class that builds up the business and the economy in the United States. And that's from the work of the working class. So you don't piss them off. You know, it's from yeah. the unions. So, but, but it isn't. Uh, the middle class, whoever comes up with the idea or the business model and the product, uh, if a robot can create the product, um, then the union or the working class, class person is totally unnecessary. Yeah. So this is the danger. Uh, so the second you hike up the... Uh, the, the the let's say it's a middle class person or whoever is in control of the business. Yep. Once that passes, once that fifteen dollars, they're not going to hire anybody. 
Um, so I don't, are these people, is this where the UBI argument comes in, the universal basic income, where are all these people are going to live under the bridge or are you going to be given a token amount just to eat, just to stay at the level of a half animal? Well, again, we, you know, who knows how this is going to this is going to play out. But in theory, you'll have you will have people who are earning more money, but you'll just have a lot less of them. Yes. <laughs> so the no, people well, that's who, what's who happening. are lucky enough <laughs> to have a job of any kind will get paid more. <laughs> and yeah. and it is what's happening, isn't it? Because yeah, well, because, that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and in well, the way it's going, it will happen. It will happen more and more. Um, and th uh, this was slightly predicted, this this business about how, I mean, what are kids learning at these universities, really? Um, are they going to be uh, necessary? I think Apple is building universities, so you just get your, people used to make fun of online degrees, but um, yeah. it's going to become a reality. And what's going to happen to all these campuses? You know, there was a time where people would give an arm and a leg to become a don in Oxford, just so they can walk on the little garden there in the square. Yeah, <laughs> that was the big treat. If you if you uh, rode your intellect to death and produced a number of excellent books, <laughs> you could walk on the little square, uh, little green square in a particular college. <laughs> so the the reward mechanism has been upped in the uh, past two decades. There's a lot more uh, attractions. There's a lot more entertainment. There's a lot more distractions to do now. Um, so is is it so important? Uh, the, I mean, in my generation, the degree is not so much more that you needed it for a skill. Obviously, this, this depends on what you wish to do or the subject that you study. Now, for engineering, you probably need one because you need um, to have some idea of mechanics and problem solving yeah. and system loops. But in a creative area, it's not it is unnecessary, but at the same time, it is necessary because it weeded you out of the crowd. It just proved that you have time management skills. It's those skills that are necessary if you're going into some sort of banking or finance job. Um, whereas um, it's not a technical skill like medicine that you need schooling for. I think it demonstrates, demonstra as you say, it demonstrates, you know, maybe the ability to learn. And it depends what level you're, you're studying at. You know, if you're doing a, a first degree, you're, you're kind of... You kind of taught everything. If you mm. do a master's degree, you're you're not taught so much. You're you're sort of on your own a bit more, and then you do a PhD, and that's that, and that's research, and you you are pretty much on your own, aren't you? You're you're yeah. you're, you're running your own show. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, because I I, um, I I sort of studied engineering in a I did an apprenticeship, and then it was so it was it was quite practically based. Um, and I never did a, I didn't do a degree and, until well I went went back to university when I was. I don't know, probably mid to late twenties, and I did a master's degree. So I didn't do mm -hmm. a first degree; I went straight into a master's degree based on the fact that I had quite a lot of experience. And yes. you know, looking back, I I didn't really learn anything of any particular value no. to hmm. me. Um, although it's sort of a waste of time, isn't it? Well, I mean, looking back on it, I, d I don't know. I, th I think uh, I, I, I mean, yes, I, I kind of feel like that. But also, sometimes I, I sort of recognise all these things I've learnt that that have given me some kind of, you know, some some little bits of information here and there that do help me now. Yeah. Just in terms of understanding processes um, and understanding materials. 
Well, so, what, I find, what I find interesting, I'm, I'm very grateful I did a law degree. I don't practice law, um, but it's very useful because in the UK, it's classified as a humanities subject. In the United States, it's classified as social science. And you ha in order to go to law school here, you have to do a degree in something else, and then you're admitted to do your JD. In right. the British system, you can go straight into LLB. You go straight into law or medicine, and it's, uh, it's more years, but you go straight in. You don't have to do this process where you're paying two institutions yeah. and um uh i'm i did the conversion course because i had done my first degree in america and then i did my law degree in england and then i did my master's in england so yeah. um the law degree is useful the conversion course condenses the three-year llb into one year and uh, because it's assumed you can learn at that point. So they just uh, grind down everything to 10 months and then you take your examinations and get your results. And it's very useful to me because I think it call it, it I think you must have that temperament to start off with, but it teaches you to control yourself. It's like how the police are trained. You know, when police go undergo training, uh, they have people yelling at them, cursing at them. It's to con that you're. It's the control of yourself. Yeah. And I never get angry on li LinkedIn, or I'm not active on the other platforms. I'm most active on LinkedIn, but I don't understand where this anger comes from on Twitter, especially um, where, I mean, Joe Rogan said people on Twitter are mentally ill. I mean, they're mentally ill yeah. people on their tweeting. And I don't know where that anger stems from because how can you get so angry if somebody disagrees with you? Because in law school, you're taught to look at things from both sides from, because you could be prosecuting one day and you can be defending the next. So you have to look at each case on both sides. And there's no point in getting emotional or angry about it. I just don't understand where that comes from. No, and I think certain certain platforms attract certain kinds of people in the same way that certain kinds of jobs attract certain kinds of people, don't they? Certain, you know, I used to do a, 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 some coaching in sport, you know, sort of the, the mental side of sport. And, you know, there's a, to, to generalise, there, there's, a, there's a difference between you know, say uh, a hundred meter sprinter mm -hmm. and uh, an endurance athlete. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, 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 athletes tend to be more introverted. They spend a lot of time on their own they train and they're, you know, they're fairly self-sufficient. Whereas, whereas, you know, other sports are, are more sociable, let's say. So, mm -hmm. so certain personality types will be drawn to individual sports or team sports. So um, I think that's that's also true of, of of different types of career. But actually, just to go back to you know, you mentioned about about studying, you know, creative things. Mm. Um, I I kind of see you know I can see in in things like engineering, there's there is a real value in learning what's been done in the past. Yeah. Because there's a there's a whole load of you you know that things that people have done up to now that can be brought into even the creative side of engineering because because engineering can be quite creative. Oh but yes, definitely. You, yes. But if you look at the more the more purely creative things, if it seems to me that actually teaching what's gone in the past may well get in the way of yes. <laughs> of, of true creativity in the future. So it kind of it confines things too much. Well, I think it, it leads to this depressive thing as well because you can all the, the saying that's on a lot of university campuses is all, you can always identify the history majors because they're depressed. Surprisingly, the history keeps repeat you, you ask any archaeologist or historian 
uh, have things come a long way? And they'll say, no, it just appears to be the case. But people are just, if you've traveled a lot and you've been to the ancient sites and, you know, here's the temple, you know, the religious site, here's the marketplace where they did business and they bought things. So it's just shopping and eating, really. And then you have some entity in society that keeps you in control. So yeah. that's politics and religion. So nothing has changed. We haven't, the, the only thing that's special, I think, which is unique, is the American experiment. And that came from a lot of British ideas. You know, Locke was really responsible for a lot of that. So yeah. the UK and the US, I think it's about as good as you're going to attempt to get in terms of free thinking. Um, at least there's another point of view where you won't be killed if you have that point of view. <laughs> you know? yeah, I don't know yeah. nowadays. They, they do it on social media. They they damage reputations. Yes. But that's the closest thing to killing, like brutal killing as you're going to get in these societies. Well, and, and I, think, I think, you know, social media is one of the significant things that's changed. So it gives it gives more people the opportunity to have their opinions heard mm. and and it gives more you know people opportunity to find people who have the same opinions the same beliefs as they do so mm -hmm. they can you know so they they gang up don't they i mean you you see yeah. this even even on linkedin you, you know it's the, oh yes the whole echo chamber thing isn't it and you do yes. you, I... you do get kind of you get these these sort of mobs of people do build up and they, they yeah. might they might cross over i mean they're not necessarily distinctive mobs of people but you get a person who has a big following mm -hmm. um if anyone tries to have a go and i've had the experience you know you're trying to have a little <laughs> bit of a, you, you try and, was, that, was that the one you, well i i you know i'm not on it all the time every day i'm i'm usually on uh tuesday wednesday friday and half a day on saturday um yeah. but i don't i'm not on every day so i i miss a lot of your posts that w if you're doing them on mondays and thursdays and sundays so i know there was this thread that was going on you were doing where did you look at somebody's profile and they got offended or something? You did the no, post no, about, no. I I you did something not... about the how long will it be before the world ends? Because you looked at somebody's profile. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I looked at I looked at someone's profile by mistake. I just clicked on it, and yeah, the, the, the point of that was that you get you see lots of people posting about that. It's like, oh, really? Someone's profile, and it's like, and and by the way, like, so what? I mean, what, what what do you do when you walk around in when you walk around the streets? What do you do? Just look at the floor all the time because you're <laughs> concerned that you might look at somebody. Oh, I thought you looked at someone and then they complained that you were looking. No, at no, no, no. That's the impression it, I got from that post. That, that's that's the point though. But people people will be, oh my god, I've just looked at someone's profile, and and there's not necessarily an issue. No one's had an issue with them looking. I mean, that, yeah. that's what it's there for, isn't it? It's there for us. Yeah, to, I mean, if you don't want anybody to wanna... know. The, the creepy people are going to look at it in private mode, aren't they? Of course. Yeah. So, and and, and people complain about people looking at the profiles in private mode, but you never know. There could be a a thing about politeness in that. Maybe somebody wants to disconnect from you, and they don't want you to know. I have a lot of Japanese co uh, contacts. Uh, they're not necessarily Japanese ethnically, but they are in Japan. And yeah. there is this politeness. It's this courtesy. It's this etiquette, where um, I, I do write very harsh satirical posts sometimes, and that yeah. could go into their connections feeds. And I understand if they want to disconnect from me, they're free to do that. You know, I'm not going to be offended. But there's this politeness going on, this etiquette where maybe they don't want 
me to know that they made that decision. And I understand that. That's fine with me. It doesn't bother me whether somebody watches my profile in private mode or um, public. I don't I don't know why people think that's creepy, because there could be another reason why they're doing it. It could be out of courtesy. It could be out of etiquette. Well, possibly. I, 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 I still don't get it. I mean, you know, it, it's why not be, why not just be upfront about it? If you look at someone's profile, if you're interested in, in what they've done, what their career has been or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, but, I'm not in private mode. If I want to look at somebody's profile, I do it. And then you don't have to do anything with it afterwards. I mean, nobody cares. Well, no. Well, I mean, maybe some people do. Is anyone really going to yeah. care if you, if you look at their, if you just look at their profile and let's, no. No. Unless unless there's already some kind of beef going on, there's a problem already, and I think oh, that's probably right. what happens is that people. That, yeah. I, th I think there's there is a lot of um, there's a lot of chatter that goes on in the background that I've sort of become aware of uh, in in my time on there. You know, you do have the the pods, the WhatsApp groups, you know, the the the, the gossip ground. Hmm. About I think you know, I think it's died down a little bit. Um, I, I think it. I haven't been on LinkedIn too long. It's going to be a year and a half, I think now. But um, I noticed in November there was a heavy purge of people. Like they were getting rid of a lot of people in November, I guess because yeah. the elections were happening in the U.S. and people had all sorts of ideas about that. And then there seems to have been one in April. I don't know whether they timed them six months apart where they do a little house cleaning here and there. I think partly they're they're sending a message out because they're trying to sort of reshape reshape the platform and, and take it back to something that is more business oriented because it just it did sort of go it, you know lots of complaints about you know this isn't Facebook but it did go it was going that way it was turning oh. into Facebook. Um, well, I think it's too late to stop that if it's a platform and you have you're offering it as a very basic account for free then obviously anybody can join it so once you don't make it exclusive i mean this is why there are family offices private client because you don't want that riffraff going on but i think it's almost too late when you have that free option like a homeless person with a mobile device can be on linkedin so um I don't know why they're trying to reel it back in because a lot of the business advice, I mean, there are some lovely connections I have and they just write one sentence advice and yeah. it gets like 3000 reactions and it's very basic. It's not motivational, but it's very like, you know, pick somebody based on their character because skills can be taught or something like that. it's just one sentence and it gets all these yeah. reactions. Um, so I don't know how business oriented, I mean, it is professional, but at the same time, I mean, we all know that sort of thing, don't we? <laughs> because well, uh, the, this person who's a great connection, actually, they've reposted that several times now. And it always gets the same number of reactions, I guess, because his following is quite large. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, then it's going to get if they're trying to reel it back into what you were saying it was 10 years ago, which was very dry and boring and just about recruitment, then yeah. people will leave and then there'll be other competitors. There'll be other and a lot of the people who got banned from LinkedIn, I think they went to BizFluence um, and then there's another yeah, one not... which. Yes, I'm aware of BizFluence, um, and and I think that was that was yeah that was that was almost kind of set up in response to people being kicked off. Hmm. Is, is the impression I get? But um, hmm. no, no, I I I personally think I mean LinkedIn. The, the powers that be in LinkedIn are 
are doing things to try and to try and shape the platform in mm. you know whatever their strategy is whatever they're aiming for which is presumably to make make more money out of it mm. um they're going to be doing things you know so banning people isn't simply because they've done something wrong that you know that's against the terms and conditions mm. i think part of it is also it's, it's it's let's send a message out you know and the message mm. is you know the message that's being received by people is you can't just come on this is this is you know linkedin is saying this is our platform you can't just come on mm. here and do whatever the hell you want yeah it doesn't it doesn't work that way oh. <laughs> um and yeah, even yeah. if you pay for it you still can't come on here and do whatever you want because we have we have rules and you know that those rules are about about ultimately making as much money as possible surely yeah <laughs> and they're, they're, um, not, they're not doing it just to give us all a nice place to hang out and post rubbish yeah, and pictures yeah. of our dogs are they i mean i i don't know how many of your connection i know you reduced your number of connections just to make your life a little bit more pleasant but yeah. um uh i've probably in the past year have had a a lot of my connections are free thinkers. They 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 have their opinions and they're quite strong. They never worded them in a vulgar or an offensive manner, um, not even satirically like I do or comically like what I do. Um, and they're always polite. They had a large following and they were banned. Uh, some of them were physicians yeah. and they've gone to Bizfluence. And I think that's quite unfair. Um, because uh, I think I've had probably about a hundred of them just disappear. Not all physicians, but just people who are telling the truth about things. Yeah. Um, which I find peculiar. I understand the argument that it is their platform, and you, we're all guests on their platform. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I think my feeling is, although I'm not in a position to say because I haven't actually done it, if I were running a platform like LinkedIn. I would not have a problem with people saying what they wanted to if it opposed the status quo or some mainstream media or something like that. I just unless there is a there is a stake, they have a stake in something unless you're blackmailed into being on their side. I don't see any logical reason why you can't have an array of opinions. It just wouldn't strike me as odd. Yeah, but we also know that the. That rules are put, rules aren't always put in place because there's some some logic and reasoning behind them. Mm. They're, they're mm. generally uh, a response to something happening that they want to try and stop again, but may never happen again. You know, so because the, isn't the feeling isn't the feeling is that you think if you're thinking like LinkedIn is at the moment that if you allow these people on, then more people will have the courage to think on their own, and you're it's going to multiply. Well, I, I think most organisations have, you know, there, there's that fear thing running, isn't there? Mm. They're fearful of what might happen if they let people do their own thing. Yes. This is why uh, people, a lot of people are advised to not lie on their CV, but omit certain skills. Like you don't want to look too clever or too smart no. because then the middle manager who's going to be interviewing you or something like that, they're afraid they'll lose their job because you're too smart. You might take their job. Or, or so they'll find it too like difficult it. to manage you. They'll, you know, they'll, yeah. find you, they'll yeah. find you tough to deal with day to day because because you're going you're gonna to challenge them. And, and again, I think that goes back to the, you know, the times I've I've just suggested things, said things in, in meetings and, and just got a funny look off for everyone. And it's not not because <laughs> not because I'm stupid, it's because it's like, geez, you know, what? You're thinking differently. You need to stop that. Just carry have on. You, just just have... keep your head down, get your job done and go home at the end of the day. I, I imagine that are you given 
any reason because I'm not given a reason when I do that. I all I'm told is you you're gonna have us want to get something done. Like that's it's laziness, isn't it? Because they don't want to do anything. So there's this person provoking them in a in a very nice way. I mean, they don't have to take the suggestion. It just makes everybody's life easier if they take the suggestion and move out of the comfort zone. But um, there's this there's this thing about is it they don't want you to win because you're right? Is it that they're lazy and they don't want to change because then they have to do a little bit of work, even though it results in something being more convenient and easy for everyone else? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I think typically people don't like change that they don't instigate themselves. And, and many people just don't like change at all. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's part of it. You know, it's the old, you know, if you, you know, if you want to want to get something changed, you, you need to convince your manager that it was his idea. <laughs> you know, so then so 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 then then it and, and I've, I've i've been there and you just keep sort of plugging yeah. away at something and keep mentioning something and eventually someone grabs hold of it at a higher level mm-hmm. and it's like yeah we should do this <laughs> and, so it's and, je- it's uh, not laziness as so much it is envy or jealousy that they don't want the person who came up with it to take credit for it uh, i don't again i think i think as as we were we, where we started on the point there, there's no one answer you know, mm. the reason why people wear my, there's no one answer, you know, people have got different reasons for doing that. Mm. Um, that might I mean, how, how do you feel, have you been at the other end? Have you, have you ever ex- experienced it yourself where a younger person, they m- just make a suggestion, are you open to it because it's happened to you, to yourself? It's happened um, I, I before to yourself? Or do, do, is your automatic reaction is, who does this person think he is or she is making a suggestion? I know better. I, th- I think I'm more open to it as I've got older, mm-hmm. but I'm also more open to it now. I'm not in those environments because when I was mm-hmm. in those, when you're in those environments, you're you're also under pressure to to perform. I don't mean personally mm-hmm. necessarily, but you're under pressure to make sure enough things get made each month to deliver to customers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the the problem with you know ch- change can be painful. Change doesn't immediately you know you don't just make a change and it immediately works. You have to you have to develop the ideas. You have to you have to trial things, test things out, see what works, yeah. see what doesn't, and that takes time. So that takes people's attention away from just keeping going, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It so has there, to be there, cultivated. You know, yeah. So there, be, there there may be periods of time where you're spending your time on a new idea, so you're not making as many of the things as you're supposed to make each month mm. to sell to customers, and and people don't want that because it upsets things. It, it means that they you know they're going to have to disappoint some people have some tough conversations with with you know people they haven't delivered things to mm-hmm. so it, it's uh, it's strange you know it's it's almost it's easier for them just to stay where they are yes than, yeah people could pick the easier option then yeah so so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that can uh, you know i think it's a, it'd be a combination of things and, and part of that is part of that is fear Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is that, that you know they don't want to they don't want to do the work and, and I get that in, in what I do now and, and, and you know it's often you know it's often a subject that comes up you know it's mm-hmm. like you know people criticize consultants and things like that oh, you know it doesn't work but no because because people go to consultants they go to coaches but they're not really prepared to put the work in themselves mm-hmm. um, and then and is if, that a fear out of they don't trust the advice being given. Is it a fear of failure if the advice doesn't work? Is it always laziness, in other words? Laziness. Okay. Again, I think it comes back to really all all the things we've talked about 
in this podcast so far, you know, sometimes it's just they don't want to take the responsibility. Yeah. You know, they want someone to, to tell them what to do. Hmm. Um, and and that's, where very... the, that's where they come full circle with wearing the mask in the car by yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. If, so, if, if, you know, I've been told to do this, so I'm going to do it. Therefore, if I if I if I get COVID, I've, I've done everything I've been told to do. So it's not my fault. Yeah, there was the, the post that made me laugh quite a lot, but it's actually not very funny, is uh, I think the high school runner. There is a student who collapsed on the racetrack because they have to wear their mask on while they're exercising or something like that in a certain state. Yeah. I didn't read the, po uh, the post fully, but there, it says there everybody was laughing on the post. They were putting the, the emojis with the tears coming out of the laughing face um, yeah. because it's the headline was something like, they have to rethink the mask policy <laughs> because I didn't real. you can't, you're suffocating yourself if you're running with a mask on. Yeah. So but, but, but again, there's a good example of a, a rule that is, that is imposed yeah. without any real thought gone into yeah. it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's almost like, a, I feel like it's come to the point of it being a prank. Like there's, there are these bureaucrats who are sitting in their offices and are they stupid? Are they incompetent? Or are they just having a laugh? Because a bureaucrat gets off on this sort of behavior. You know, they say, let's make some ridiculous rule, like Simon says, and see if people follow it. And then which is more sad, the fact that the bureaucrat is doing this or the fact that people just follow it mindlessly and until somebody collapses from suffocating, that's when they start thinking that this is, doesn't make any sense? But I think also I think these, these bureaucrats don't want to be or vilified or whatever for, mm. for making these mistakes. Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a very close connection in Hawaii. And we have this argument sometimes on his post where I, I actually think maybe I have too high an opinion of bureaucrats. I don't know. And I shouldn't. I don't think people are that dumb or incompetent. I think they're just having a laugh sometimes. Like if I write this and I because they get off on that power because they're the ones writing the rules. You have to remember that this is the character of a bureaucrat, just like it's the character of a politician to have narcissistic personality disorder. They're all narcissists to some level. Yeah. So a bureaucrat is, is a these hidden, you know, these eminence gris that sit in the desk all day and they come up with things and like little piddly rules just to make people have more red tape and frustrate them more, make things more difficult. You know, so I'm thinking, I mean, my connection thinks it's total incompetence. He just thinks they're a bunch of retards. But I, I think and it's not black or white. Some bureaucrats might be totally competent. Some people might just be abusing their power. It's a mixed yeah. bag, isn't it? Like with any other profession. Yeah, no, and I suppose, no, again, I suppose in any of these conversations that there are there are many different ways to look at it, and people have many different reasons for doing things. You know, it's no different to to what you and I do on LinkedIn. That's that's yeah. about taking the piss. It's about having, a yeah. poke, you know, poking the hornet's nest. It's all that yeah. kind of thing, isn't it? It's to yeah. it is to hopefully at least challenge people's thinking and some of them will actually will actually go ahead and challenge their own thinking and maybe think differently because of it yeah um or and i think people... the, the topic that seems to be coming up i don't know if you saw a couple of posts on the feed i mean not everybody has the same feed post but i don't know if you saw that but somebody brought up the issue about why isn't there a laughing emoji is humor not allowed on a professional platform yeah i've seen those posts quite a lot 
Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering. I mean, there's the emojis for laughing and smiling, but how come it's not one of the um, reaction responses? Who knows? I mean, it's an interesting uh, look. It is an interesting question when you when you look at all the other, you know, the the other possible reactions there are. Yeah, you know, and there's love. no there's no dislike. I mean, I'm I'm not on Facebook a lot, but is there a dislike on any platform? Can you choose? Not the that I know. That's, that's okay. the old that's the old no child left behind thing again. Oh yes, <laughs> no child. <laughs> it's like oh, we couldn't they, possibly. They used to have one, and then people got depressed or upset, and then suicidal because somebody didn't like their post. Yeah, but you look at like you look at some of the negative comments that people make. I mean, it, it's the, the, the reactions are relevant, isn't it? Yeah. Whether it's a whether it's a, a, a like or a dislike or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the things that people say to one another are, are pretty <laughs> pretty dreadful, actually. <laughs> And I don't, and I don't get it either. I don't understand why people get so annoyed, um, particularly when someone is posting something. You know, it's not a personal attack. It's not aimed at anyone. Not naming anybody. No. It's just, ex just expressing an opinion, and they just yeah. go, they go to town. And, and, and actually, I've got, I've got certain connections who just now seem to attract that all the time. Oh it's, really? It's, it's sort of, yeah. Well, because they just get this. You know, they they attract this crowd of. Yeah, haters. I looked at um, you know, Ru you know, Ruben Miranda. Yeah, Ruben. I think I don't know why people complain about his three a.m. posts. I don't. Is it the no. gift that's bothering them? I because he doesn't say anything. I mean, I think his posts are funny. I mean, I don't know why people get upset with him. And then apparently they were telling him to this is a professional platform. He should change his profile picture because he's smoking something. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why certain certain people and certain kinds of content attract that. I mean, I, I I don't get much of it. No. Um. But then I don't engage with it. If I yeah, get, yeah. you know, if people, if people, I mean, I think I've said this on other podcasts. If if people make a sort of snippy comment towards them, I just I just send them a handbag emoji back, and that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not. There's no point in discussing it. No. Like, there's no I've, point. I've posted engaging. this. Yeah. I've posted this. You don't like it. You disagree with it. Fine. Yeah. That's you know, fine. I mean, who's who's reading it anyway? All it, <laughs> I mean, they're saying there are 750 million people on the platform, 310 million users. But I mean, who's reading that seriously? People are busy at work. And, <laughs> well, and and, it, and I think that's noticeable on the platform that, that more people are now at work because it's, it's oh yes that it's yes. changed again. It, it went a bit balmy, didn't it? For well, over the last year, and and it now does seem to have. Well, become a bit more boring, but it does it's seem settled to settle down. down. Yeah, it's so settled people down. Have got, people have got real work to do now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good in a way. It'd be interesting to see what happens this summer, because I think people will start traveling again, won't they? I mean, ho hopefully they'll sort all that out. Well, yeah, generally. I mean, I think there, 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 there does, you know, certainly in the UK, there's there's kind of like this this collective sigh of relief has happened. Yes. You know, we're allowed out again, so... And we were at that before, but there, it was always there was always this sort of cloud over us, you know. Yes, and we're now worried, that the, we're worried about the, if we're going to do something wrong or not, you know. So the mayoral mayoral elections are coming up in London, uh, so that's going to be interesting. I think it's May sixth. Everybody votes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's see uh, what that turns out to be. Well, let's see what the world turns out to be. It's <laughs> interesting, an interesting year because what we don't know is, you know, what's going to what's the impact of everything opening up again. Yeah, I I don't think uh, the shit has hit the fan yet. Really, <laughs> I think that's gonna be, I think that's gonna be over the next year or so. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, people. I think in a lot of people's minds, it's like, oh, it's over now. 
We no, it isn't. <laughs> we, we, get, we, we go back to normal. And, and no. hey, we, we, don't know, we don't know if the virus is over and what's going to happen there. But also, I don't, you know, we haven't felt the, the real repercussions of, of, of the financial situation, the economy. Yeah. yeah. So um, interesting thing. Maybe we can talk about on, a, on the next podcast if you'll invite me again. Yeah. The, the economic situation more than well, the actual yeah. virus. Well, yeah. So maybe in a, in a month or two, it might be time to, to revisit this and see where we're at. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you, in Pauline, the meantime, a... keep on the feed. <laughs> yeah, around on LinkedIn. It's a, a pleasure as ever, and thanks very much for coming on. And thank you for inviting me once again, Dave. Aloha. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name is Dave Brown, as you may well know by now. And thanks very much to Pauline for coming on. It's always an interesting conversation with Pauline. It's always a bit of fun too. Uh, But anyway, thanks again. I hope you enjoyed it. And do remember to subscribe to catch future episodes. I'll be speaking to you probably in about a week's time. Cheers now. Bye.